Welcome to the Financial Groundwork Podcast with Sal and Tanaka. We are financial professionals committed to providing you with the baseline you need to properly take care of your personal finances. Everything from budget, savings, investing, retirement, and many other topics. Our podcast caters to anyone and everyone. So tell your friends to tell their friends and their grandmothers that we're so excited and want to help you make the most educated financial decisions you possibly can. And without further ado, on to the show. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about money habitudes. And Tanaka, for those listeners out there who don't know what money habitudes are, how would you explain what a money habitude is? All right. So when we're talking about money habitudes, we're talking about habits and attitudes towards money. So these tend to explain our relationships with money, right? So we have different types of relationships uh, around money. Some, you know, when it comes to money conversation, it's so stressful. Uh, for others, it comes very easy because they don't have to worry about money. Uh, for others, money is evil, right? You know, you know, money is the fruit of all evil uh, to other people. And so when we're looking at these um, money habitudes, habits and attitudes, we're looking at, you know, what is our relationship with money and how can we change it so that it works better for us? Absolutely. That was a, that was such a good explanation, especially because when we're looking at, you know, the different when I can think of a lot of people in my life and I can almost like, I almost look at them and I want to pinpoint what type of money habitude they are just to see like, Hey, what I know <laughs> about them. Do I think they're this type or that type or, you know, but for the viewers out there, before we get into the different types of habitudes, um, I want to pause and give you guys two questions to reflect on that we're going to be revisiting at the end. Um, So feel free to step away for a second and write these down or keep these in the back of your mind um, if you're not much of a writer. And when we get to the end, I want you to really ask yourself from start to finish of listening to this episode on the podcast if your answers changed at all. So the first question is... What is your worst fear when it comes to money? And then the second question is going to be, do you think money is what stops you from doing what you want to do? Nice. Those are are, are really uh, deep questions. And, you know, if I were you, I would... uh... You know, take some time to reflect at what they really mean. And then towards the end, we'll discuss them again. So we have six different types of habitudes. And these are spontaneous, status, planning, carefree, security, and giving. So why do we really care about these habitudes? We care about these habitudes because they kind of control us. They control the way we spend money. Uh, they control our everyday today life if you think about it so we care about them because we want to be aware of what controls us and you know what nudges us to make decisions and you know we want to control where our money goes right so when we understand these habitudes it's easy to uh have better relationships with money 
right? So you can kind of pave ways to say, all right, I know my habit is this. And, you know, because of this habit, I struggle with one, two, and three. And going forward, I can do one, two, and three to make sure that in the future, I reach my goals, right? So you can't really improve upon that which you do not know, right? Mm -hmm. So now when you know your habits, when you know, you know, your attitudes and your relationship with money, it's easy to start planning for that and start improving from that standpoint. So that's why we really want to look into these and you know have meaningful conversations around these habits because you know they 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 come into play in everything that we do right so you know before we talk about all the bigger topics uh investing saving budgeting you know we need to make sure that these habits are in check because without that awareness we can't really create budgets and stick to them. We can't really save money and just leave it in an account, right? Because we feel the need, okay, I I have money, I have to spend it. So, you know, your financial world is going to be um, in a lot of trouble when you don't uh, know these habits. So that's why it's so important to start with this. So now we're going to start discussing these habits and the first one is spontaneous. Uh, Sal, do you want to tell us about this habit? Yeah, absolutely. So the first habitude here, spontaneous. Um, this, you know, when you think of spontaneous, I want you to think of generally entrepreneurs, right? Entrepreneurs tend to be more of a spontaneous habitude. They are daring. They tend to be a little bit impulsive. They're unconcerned with consequences. They are more often than not open-minded to business opportunities or investing opportunities. Um, and if you're going to categorize them using any one term, they're risk takers, right? Some of the most successful people in the world are spontaneous by nature and they have built very successful businesses um, or, or have been very successful self-employed um, you know, self-employed LLCs or self-employed, you know, sole proprietorships. Um, And while that's all fine and dandy, and while those individuals do have their own, um, you know, benefits, they can have a certain drawback, right? Some of these spontaneous habitude individuals, they struggle with the savings, right? Oftentimes, you'll see them carry a large amount of debt. Right, because they sometimes have to leverage to take on some of the risks they want to take, which hence brings on more risk. Since a lot of times they'll use other people's money, and for better or for worse, if it pans out, great. But sometimes it doesn't; it can leave them in a massive hole. And you'll often see them struggle with emergencies. They're not thinking about tomorrow; they're thinking about the now. And when they are thinking about tomorrow, it's more from a business standpoint. Like, how can we further the business? How can we further? What's the next next risk to take? What's the next risk after that to take? How can we up the ante, right? So that's how the habitude is, um, you know, it's one that it, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it's a double-edged sword. It, it's produced very successful-minded people, but it's also left a lot of people in financial ruin. So that's not to scare anyone. And if you're like this, you know what? I hope uh, I need to learn some things off of you because I tend to be a little bit more on the safe side, right? 
but that's just one of one habitude and not everyone is exactly as I described them. Some have perks of it, some have perks of others. So Tanaka, moving on to the next habitude here, can you describe the status habitude? All right, so with the status habitudes, people uh, tend to be more generous, sometimes superficial, impressive, and other times insensitive. Right. So these people want to keep up with appearances. They want to make good impressions on people uh, wherever they go. Right. Could be just entering a room. You know, they want to be that center of attention. Right. So, you know, you find them wearing flashy clothes, you know, because they want to draw that attention. And on social media, there are people with like a thousand posts, you know, with different articles of clothing. And, you know, they have high quality clothing as well. These people know how to dress. I wish I was like uh, one of these people. And don't get me started on electronics as well. They have like the best top tier electronics. The newest Apple, the newest Xbox, newest PS5. Exactly. So, but the challenge to this habit is that, you know, you kind of create a false image that you're rich. Right. Because once you start at an upper level, you kind of feel forced to keep up, you know, the same level. So you are going to do anything and everything to make sure that people still know who you are. Right. So that means borrowing money. That means overusing credit cards to buy those luxurious clothing, those new iPhone, the AirPods, you know, just so that you, you keep up appearances. So. You know, these people sometimes they are afraid to let others know that, you know, their financial situation is not in good standing, right? Because that kind of removes them from the game. So, you know, they will lie and lie themselves into so much debt. And um, on the other hand, they avoid people when they think that, you know, those people are not on their same level. So they try, you know, if if you don't dress, if you don't wear Versace, get out of the way. If you don't have J's, you know, uh, people make fun of you. Like they just want to separate themselves or, you know, that association between people who just wear Vans, you know, because it's just Vans. So uh, that's the money habitudes um, of uh, status. What's the next habitude? So the next habitude is planning. So planning is exactly as it sounds you you picture someone who's responsible very driven determined but also cautious right when it you know with these planning habitudes i picture someone on a diet right and they like to write everything down but the difference is these planning habitudes have that desire that willpower to actually stick to it Right. I can write down everything in the world if I want to, but if I mentally don't have the capacity to stick to it and the discipline to stick to it, it's all for nothing. Right. These planning individuals, they have that willpower to stick to the plans and they love that delayed gratification. Right. They love saying, you know what? It can wait. It can wait. It can wait. It can wait. Right. I'm planning for this. It can wait. It's in the future somewhere. I don't know when, but it'll come. Right. And they look ahead and they prepare for it. And that's why they find themselves typically very financially set, right? They're not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say they're always going to be like the most, you know, rich, 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 like Jeff Bezos, but they're going to be very financially set and very financially safe. 
Um, but when you look at it, this also can have some drawbacks, right? Tanaka, you're smiling because I think I think this is, <laughs> this is touching home a little bit for you. But some of these folks can be too stringent at times, right? They can be a little bit too type A, and they may not be able to really enjoy life. They may not be able to plan for those spontaneous events because they pop up randomly, right? And they might have to tell their friends, hey, I can't go out to dinner with you. Hey, I can't go to that party. It's not in the plan. It's not in the budget, you know, and at some point, you might have to ask yourself, like, hey, is there a little bit of wiggle room? Can I can I open up that wiggle room a little more? Or am I planning too strictly? You know, these are all conversations those types of, ha- you know, people with a planning habitude can have with themselves. All right, Tanaka, what do you think? I know this is, this is right up your alley, so. <laughs> oh, man, I feel attacked. Uh, so planning is definitely my habitude. I... Uh... I have this desire to control everything, right? I control what time I wake up. I control how many meals I'm going to eat a day. You know, I kind of have a meal plan for every day of the week. And, you know, I could go to the grocery store and uh, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day and we went to Sam's Club and I was buying meat in bulk. And, you know, I was kind of having a conversation with them and I was telling them, oh yeah, this is going to last me, you know, for the whole month. And they were just looking at me like, how do you know that is going to last you the whole month because I was like yeah I've meal planned in my head I know what I'm going to eat in a day and it all fits in there and to them that was just punishment but it's a plan (laughs) that works because to them they were like yeah if we run out of meat man we can just go back to Sam and buy it but for me it's like if we run out of meat we just have to wait until next month because you know buying more meat is not on the plan so I get the drawbacks. I, I hear you. I hear you. But it's really hard to, you know, really get out of my comfort zone, right? So when something is not up to what I planned, it's, uh, you know, I, I find myself sweating, like, oh, my God, like, should I do it? You know, it feels illegal. So right. I am trying my best, you know, to, you know, try something new every now and then. So I am a work in progress. So I'm a work in progress. So Tanaka, moving on to the basically complete opposite of planning, what's the next habitude? So the next habitude is carefree. And people with this habitude are easygoing, they are unfocused, they are flexible and irresponsible. So uh, people with these habitudes uh, being carefree, they have a positive outlook on life, right? And they believe things will work out. So they may spend all their earnings today And, you know, there's other like 29 days left of the month, you know, uh, for me, I'd be crying by then. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for the other 29 days? But people with a carefree uh, attitude, people with a carefree attitude, just believe that things are just going to, you know, they'll wake up tomorrow and things are just going to work out. I don't know how that works for them, but that's really terrifying for me. So, you know, they can easily switch off focus to do something new and you know they're just comfortable with just letting life flow just let life happen you leave, you only live once and you know why not do whatever you want to do right but the challenges that these people face are that they lack uh, skills and info, information to feel confident right because mm-hmm. you know jumping from one thing to another you never really hone the skills to do one thing right so you're kind of half learning skills 
And at the end of the day, you don't feel confident, right? If I were to ask you, okay, yesterday we were learning this and then you moved to do this. Uh, can you teach us about what we learned yesterday? Some people wouldn't be able to tell me yep. what, you know, they learned. So that, that, that is a drawback for this habitude. And they avoid commitments. And because of this, they tend to miss opportunities. And I wouldn't want to find myself working on a project with these type of people because then I know we're going to miss deadlines and that's going to stress me out a lot, Yeah. right? And looking on the money side, since they're all over the place, it's really hard for these people to keep track of what they own. You know, how much money do I have? And to be honest with you, sometimes when I have clients and I'm just having a conversation with them just to see if I can, you know, uh, take them on as, as clients, once I see that they have a carefree habit and, and attitude, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I try to talk myself out of it. Like, is, is you know, this, this person is really going to stress you out. Is, are you sure this is really what you want, you know, what you want to yeah. do? So really frustrating to work with. But uh, carefree people. Do you want to explain the next one? Yeah, so this one touches home for me because this is my money habitude and it is called security, right? So people with the habitude of security, they they use money to feel safe, secure, and in control, which I think, you know, if you know anything about me, that hits me on the head, right? We It's very similar to the planning habitude, but it's a little bit more from a safety perspective, right? We, we typically tend to have great planning ability and look into the future. And we're not usually caught off guard by emergencies. We're usually, you know, for lack of a better term, we cross our T's and dot our I's very well when it comes to planning for the unknown, right? And we tend to have the money when we really need it. You know, for lack of a better term, when, when things, you know, when, you know, things hit the fan, we're there to clean it up. And while that may sound all great and all dandy, there are certain drawbacks that I can also see as you know being a little accurate like being cheap <laughs> or thrifty right i've got I've gotten that a couple times and you know that's probably pretty common with products that i buy right products that uh people with this habit purchase might not last one because they're trying to cut costs they're trying to buy they're like oh this costs less why don't we do that right and it's it's a uh, you can see why that can be good and you can see why that can definitely cause some issues so um you know, it's it's all about that safety and secure feeling that they look at money for. Nice, nice. I, I, I like that you are aware. And I like that you just called yourself cheap. Uh, I don't think you're cheap at all. Yeah. But yeah, I can think of some situations back in college. But <laughs> we were we were we were all broke then. <laughs> yeah, we, we were all broke. That's a little so, different. That's a little different because yeah, we were all yeah, yeah. on the same So time. I have a question for you. Can you think of a scenario where you were cheap and it backfired? A hundred percent. First thing that comes to mind are AirPods. Uh, for the record, I am now actually wearing AirPods, the, the nice ones, the real ones. But <laughs> when they first came out and they were like $200, I didn't want to drop the money on it. So what I did was I bought one of those uh, fake ones, you know, one of those cheaper off, you know, bootleg AirPods that were like 50 or 40 bucks. And they broke within a week or two. And the battery life was an hour. And I can name every 
issue in the book um, about these things. And honestly, like, you know, what, what is it your dad says to knock a cheap, cheap is yeah. expensive, right? Um, cheap is expensive. And that's a great example. Cause I ended up, I ended up buying the real ones and I could have saved myself 40, 50 bucks that I just done that in the beginning and not been so cheap, but you know, we learn, you know, we don't, we learn from those, those uh, mistakes and, you know, there's certain things I'll give myself credit. There's certain things that I don't think you need to buy the top brand for. There's certain things out there that my logic might pay off, but there's going to be situations like that one that I get burned in the ass and that's okay too. So, true. So, you know, as somebody who likes to plan for the future, uh, when these things happen, right? When you invest in a chip, uh, <laughs> you know, poor quality yeah. thing, just because, you know, you want to save some bucks uh, and then it backfires. How does it make you feel and how do you cope with that? Like, how do you get back on track? Uh, for the majority of it, I feel stupid and I get angry with myself because I'm like, how I just gone straight for it i would save myself 40 50 bucks and you know save myself time but um you know moving forward it's more judgment right you tend to learn a little more about what what can go well and what can't and what certain things you can buy that might take you a long while while other things can't so that's um it's more, for lack of a better term, fail for me. <laughs> I, I like that. So, I like that. So our last habitude is uh, giving. And uh, people with this habitude are very thoughtful. They are enabling, they're charitable, and they're sacrificing. So these people enjoy making others happy. They have really strong values. Um, but it also makes them feel good when they give, right? So uh, it gives them that recognition. When people see that you're doing something good, they admire you. And, you know, those people with these habitudes live for that. And, you know, they feel strong knowing that others can depend on them. But where this habitude can backfire is, um, you know, we sh- these people show up and show up for others. And they will get disappointed when, you know, the people they show up for don't show up for them, right? So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I, I, you know, I give and I give and I give. And these people just take and take and take and I'm just tired of giving, right? And they are disappointed when others don't share their values. And sometimes they can use giving as a form to control others, right? So people with a hard time like people will have a hard time making friends. Sometimes we'll lure mm. people with gifts, you know, until they keep them aside. And, you know, uh, sometimes it's, it's just nice to have somebody buy you gifts. And if you're not going to pay for it and it's free, like, you know, for most people, free is their favorite price. And they will do yeah. anything, you know, just to, you know, make sure that they stick around. So, you know, they resent when giving is expected and assumed. And so that's where, you know, a point where you need to clarify expectations. So people who give sometimes don't clarify their expectations and this ends up hurting them. This ends up hurting them. So these are all our money habitudes. 
but you know uh awareness is key right now that we know what are the advantages and how these people act and what their relationship with money is what advice can we give them so uh do you want to go first and and talk about how we can advise these people yeah, so, uh, you know, I think for those who've been listening to this episode start to finish, I think one of the things you'll notice is while this is a financial podcast and while we talk about money and wealth building, it's important to realize that these behaviors and these type of habitudes don't just pertain to money, right? A lot of it can trickle into your social life a lot of it can trickle into how you make friends and how you approach um business and even how you think through things right i think that giving habitude was a great example like sometimes to find friends they might feel inclined to give gifts right while i may not have to do with money it's very very much a social thing right so some advice that i would give i'll speak on the security and planning and the giving because they're they're pretty pretty in tune with each other, um, you know. And I fall guilty of this too. I think sometimes I need to sit down and have this conversation with myself too. But life is short, right? And there's no guarantee of tomorrow. And one of the things that you see with the security and planning uh, habitudes is that they're always planning for tomorrow. They're always like, you know what? It can wait because tomorrow will pay off. It can wait. Tomorrow will pay off. But at the end of the day, there's no guarantee of tomorrow. You know, it sounds a little dark, you know, hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. Um, You know, I don't know what's, you know, God forbid what's going to happen tomorrow. And that money I invest in, that money I saved isn't going to do anything if something happens to me. Right. So hopefully you can have that conversation with yourself and ask yourself, am I being too stringent? do I have space to be a little bit more spontaneous for lack of a better term, right? A different money habitude. Um, and if the answer is yes, I encourage anyone to capitalize on that. And I encourage anyone to explore that, even if it's for a day, even if it's for a week, whatever time frame you want to put on it or whatever will make you feel comfortable or give you a change of pace. That's definitely something to explore. And then with the giving, I think, you know, it just comes down to realizing that, who you keep around you should be around you for the right reasons, right? Not about what you give. It's, it should be about what you bring to the table and how you make them feel or how they make you feel. Um, you know, and that's a difficult conversation to have, especially because no one would ever really like to hear themselves as annoying or as clingy, but, you know, trying to be self reflective on that is going to take you a long way. Um, especially when it comes to the money, because, you know, if gifts can go a long way in terms of the bank account, you know, like I felt bad gifting myself these AirPods because, <laughs> you know, I can't even, not even going to reflect <laughs> on that. But you know what I'm saying. Um, what about you, Talak? What advice would you give for, for anyone of, you know, the status or carefree or spontaneous. All right, so for my status people out there, the generous, the superficial, the impressive, and sometimes sensitive people, my advice to you is that shop for quality, not name brands. 
So, you know, forget the Versace's, uh, the Balenciaga's, you know, uh, set them aside, right? You're going to look good in a plain white shirt that you got, you know, uh, from just a generic store, right? You will do fine. And, you know, I see people wearing these uh, luxurious brands and you look at their outfit from, you know, top to bottom and I'm like, but why? Like some of these outfits that people put together are so ridiculous. They don't even go together. It's not fashion anymore, right? So don't chase brands, right? Uh, Make sure that, you know, whatever you're wearing is well presentable. And sometimes it just takes you washing and ironing your clothes. You know, that goes a long way, trust me. And if you're going to be giving people gifts, you know, set a price limit, right? I know sometimes it makes us feel good, right? We want that status. We want to be those people who are recognized in community. But make sure that you spend within your means, right? And if you're going to impress somebody and you're going to buy them something, don't go with them shopping, because trust me, that's going to be a bigger bill than you want, right? So because mm-hmm. you, you want, um, you know, to be the big guy then, especially if, if it's guys or, or girls buying for their boyfriends and girlfriends, right? Because we really, really want to impress, you know, these people. If you go with them, you're going to rack up so much uh, charges. So I wouldn't go with them. I'll just go by myself and, and give them. You know, surprises are really pretty good. And, you know, learn ways to support yourself, right? Affirmations. Sometimes, you know, we want this status because we don't feel like we belong. You know, we, we, we don't feel like we're good enough. So sometimes it's, it's good to, you know, pump yourself up, tell yourself, you know, I'm worth it. And, you know, I have space in this world and, you know, I deserve to be here. That way you won't feel like you need to buy people gifts to keep them around. And then for my uh, carefree people, the easygoing people, my advice is to you is this, uh, learn how much money you really need for predictable future expenses, right? So if you're going to travel, if you're going to go to a concert, if you're going to buy gifts, learn how much money that is going to cost you. That way you can plan around it. And, you know, before going out, before buying something, get in the habit of asking yourself, you know, how much cash will I need? You know, and if you don't have enough, don't go. You don't have enough money. Where are you going, right? And uh, <laughs> if you really, really, really want to be outgoing and do all these adventurous things, make sure you have the means to do it, right? So I've seen other people get two jobs because they want to support the lifestyle that they want. I, I have no problem with that. Right. So make sure that you know how to earn your own money, because what happens half the time is when these carefree people run out of money, they start borrowing money. Right. They start using credit cards. And that's how you get yourself in this never ending cycle with debt. Right. So before you spend your money, make sure you, 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 you have ended. And trust me. Money that is earned, money that you work for, you kind of spend it a little different than money you're just borrowing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, think about that before you spend money. And then the last one is uh, for my spontaneous people, the daring 
uh, the open-minded, the unconsent, you know, with consequences, people. So my advice is, uh, you know, develop a habit of, of checking your bank account once a week, you know, and, you know, make sure you get enough cash to meet your needs for that week. You know, that way you won't go out of your way to spend money you don't have. So it's like, okay, because with spontaneous people, it's easy to move from one activity to another and say, okay, uh, a new iPhone just dropped. Okay, I'm going to get it without even thinking if you have enough money or not, or without thinking how that will affect you tomorrow. So you have to think about that and get in the habit of making a list of fun things to do that don't cost anything. There's so much to do out there. And most of, you know, those activities don't cost money. So figure out what your hobbies are, figure out what you really like. And trust me, you can cut costs. You don't. Every fun thing that you do doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. So that is my advice to you. That's the truth. That's the truth. So as we look to wrap up a little bit here, um, I asked those two questions in the beginning of the podcast and, you know, we're going to be circling back around to those. So Tanaka, the two questions I asked were, what is your worst fear when it comes to money? And do you think money is what stops you from doing what you want to do? So in your opinion, Tanaka, what is your worst fear when it comes to money? Oh, that's a really good question. So my worst fear when it comes to money is uh, that, first of all, I think money gives me options, right? With money, I have an option to eat at different restaurants. With money, I have an option to buy uh, two totally different pairs of shoes, right? And, you know, that those are options that money gives me. So my fear is, uh, you know, the day I run out of those options, right? So when I don't have money, I don't have options. So that scares me a lot because I feel like life is more doable when you have options. So that's my biggest fear. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Yeah. You know, I think uh, it's very similar to yours, but I, I take it, you know, one step beforehand, I would say, my fear is not earning enough money up until that point to live the life I want to live at the time I want to live it, right? That's my worst fear that I'm going to have, have to work until I'm 70 or 80 years old because I didn't accumulate enough during my earning years, right? Or if I didn't invest it in the right assets that produce for me, that was my, that's one of my biggest fears overall. Um, you know, because I have a certain date in mind that I want to be done working or having to work better, so financially independent, that I'm done having to work and I can travel and I can go do things and see the world that I want to do, right? But part of that comes from putting in the work early and living off the benefits, right? So I would say that's my fear. Um, what about for the question of, do you think money is what stops you from doing what you want to do? I don't think money stops me from doing what I want to do. I believe if you really want to do something, you're going to do it, whether you have money or not, right? Yeah. So take, for example, uh, we, we, we set to start a podcast, right? And we were going to do it. Uh, we have no sponsorship. It's just the two of us and our phones. 
right? We didn't need no fancy equipment. It's something that we really felt we wanted to do and we did it, right? So I don't think money comes in the yeah. way of doing what you want to do. If you want to do what you want to do, you're going to wake up and you're going to come up with a plan, right? So we don't all start off from a good point. You don't start off with all resources. We figure it out as we go. So that's just kind of, you know, how I've gone through life, right? You know, my father always says, you know, don't leave any stone unturned, right? So if you really want to do something, by all means, it's, it's trial and error, right? You try, you fail, you try something new again, or you modify your original plan, right? So I don't think uh, money stops you from doing what you want to do. What do you think? I think uh, that answer makes me rethink my <laughs> answer because you, you, you make me feel awful about myself. But I think, you know, I think I would say to a certain extent it does, right? I think I want to do what, like I mentioned, I have in mind, but there's a lot of people out there, you know, that are doing something they hate because maybe it pays well or maybe they work at a, you know, maybe they're in corporate America where, um, they may not necessarily enjoy what they want to do, but it provides a very good lifestyle for them and even more importantly, their, their family, right? Maybe they want to send their daughter or their son or their children to a private school or to the best colleges or they want to have vacation every year. Um, and they feel that the only way to do that is through the money they earn, right? With a very high paying job. And it may not necessarily be something they love to do. Um, it may not be what, they had envisioned for their life when they were children or when they were growing through their teens. And that's just the reality of the world we live in. Um, so I would say, yeah, to a certain extent, I would think so. But I like your answer just as much to be complete. Yeah, I think I want to so. change my answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just made my answer seem so vanilla because yours was like very, very realistic. And, you know, it's 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 based on 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 you know friends and family we see you know live their lives people sacrifice a lot you know because you know, they they want to provide a better life for their kids and you know i know my parents did that so that's like the most realistic answer you could ever come up with so yeah i, I appreciate that so uh this is the end of our podcast everybody thank you so much for tuning in and you know we just want to let you know that we are here if you have questions and if you have topics that you want us to discuss we're also here um you can find me at tanakasfinancialcorner.com or on instagram at tanakasfinancialcorner i uh, all dms are welcome right just keep it pg uh i i welcome all questions personal finance and if you just want to say hi i will welcome that as well so where can the peeps find you so the peeps can find me on you know instagram tiktok uh youtube is is the main channel that i provide the most value and that's all at thin lit with sal so go give us a subscribe go give us a follow we appreciate all the support. And if you have any questions that maybe you don't feel comfortable sending through social media, feel free to shoot us an email at the financial groundwork podcast at gmail.com exactly as the title reads. So with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all the support and we'll see you guys next time on the financial groundwork podcast.
Take care. Stay safe. Be healthy, guys.